Good afternoon, video teachers. My name is Tracy Meisner, and this is Run It Like You Own It. Welcome back to the fourth episode of Run It Like You Own It. And when we last left, we were talking about establishing a Run It Like You Own It mindset. And after this first week, I started getting emails from video teachers uh, with a lot of them starting off with, oh my God, what do I teach first? And my response was, get to know your students. And then I realized, well, that pretty much takes two days if your class has got like 30 kids in it. Um, so I want to kind of still talk about Run It Like You Own It, but I want to talk about something that is vitally important to any organization. And for the video people that heard me speak in Las Vegas many years ago, I talked about systemizing your business for success. And in that talk, I talked about having a system for every operation that you do. So essentially, this can apply to the classroom. So let's look at systemizing your class for success. So in every class, you're going to have an assignment, a project, a paper. Now, the first piece of this system is how will you give that information to the students? Some of you are going to copy off paper and hand them the assignment. I want to steer away from using paper because you open yourself up to what is known as the excuse. And here's how it works. And this happened to me when I first started. I typed out a great lesson plan and I gave the lesson plan with the rubric to my students. And of course, when they left, about half of them left the assignment sitting right where I gave it to them. Another part of them shoved it in their book bag, never to be seen again. It is known as the abyss. And finally, I've got, I got a number of students who came to me and said things like, well, Mr. Meisner, I never got the information. I was absent on that day. And then you have to go and prove that they weren't absent on the day that you assigned it. That just takes up a lot of time. So here's the first part of your system. Have a place that is 24-7. And my recommendation is to have a website. Now, I have a website for my class. It's called ahsvideo.com. AlpharettaHighSchool.com. So it's ahsvideo.com. ahsvideo.com. And on there is a class calendar. And the class calendar I make in Google Calendar. And what I put on that calendar is typically what I'm expecting the student to do, an assignment date, a due date, a know, understand, and do of that assignment. And typically I'll have an example, a link to an example, a student example of 
a project that a student did that was successful last year. This gives me a couple of great options. Number one is it's online 24-7. So students get to see the calendar. Number two, if a student has an IEP or a 504 or a parent is just a helicopter parent and they want to see the assignment, you can literally put their email address in the calendar and it will send that parent a reminder every time you set reminders. So on my calendar, I set reminders three days before the project is due, two days before the project is due, the day before the project is due, the day the project is due. And that sends a notification out to someone's email address. Um, it gives the student a place to go to kind of review what the teacher is expecting. Because sometimes your student doesn't want to look or talk to you. Uh, so it's easier for you to direct them to a class calendar. You get to update that class calendar from wherever you want. So let's just say you're about three quarters of the way through the project, the students are working really, really hard, and you realize you're gonna have to extend this project. You can extend it. I strongly recommend that you don't shorten a project. So be careful about how long you make your projects. I typically try to make my projects about a week. Um, that gives us some time to kind of lengthen the project if things are going wrong. That's always going to happen. Um, also, having the Google Calendar gives you the freedom and flexibility to see how long, visually, how long a project is. I am of a visual mind and I need to actually see, okay, it starts on the 25th and it goes all the way to the 31st. I can see that. It also gives you the opportunity in case you're absent to put an emergency lesson plan online. It also gives you the opportunity to, let's say you've put your calendar all together and you didn't realize it's a teacher work day and those students are not going to be there on the day the project is due. Well, you can extend that project into the next Monday if you have to. So it makes things real easy. So that's number one. That's the way you're going to assign a project. Next is you've got to have a way of getting the project. Now, I'm going to ask you, please, for the love of God, do not take SD cards. Don't take flash drives. You have several options. And what I recommend is the students have a place to upload their videos. Now, in my program, they can upload to their own YouTube channel. I highly, highly recommend it. If YouTube is blocked, you've got the option of SchoolTube. Um, that is typically not blocked. And then your other option is something like um, Google Drive. Many classes have Google Drive within the class or the student can have his own Google Drive. Either way, what you want to have is you want to have a link to whatever work is up there. Now, on my website, 
I have a form that the students have to fill in. And what this does is this gives me a date and timestamp for every project that is in that class. So I get to have a uh, CSV um, spreadsheet or an Excel spreadsheet with, I can list the student's last name. So I can literally alphabetize this and go down and find out, okay, these students turned it in on time. This student did not. Now, this gets to our third piece. How are you going to grade these projects? Now, this is the source of a lot of controversy. Um, you can have a rubric, a written rubric, that breaks down the content, the camera work, the editing, and the audio. Now, here's what could happen. You watch the video and you realize, wow, this video is pretty good. But then you get to somebody else's video and you've had a really long day and you don't grade the video the exact same way. You're now gonna open yourself up to an argument. What if the students whose video is really good turned it in two days late, but you didn't know that because you're grading this project now a week after. So you're opening yourself up to a huge can of worms. So here's how I grade, and it seems to be fairly equitable. If a student has produced their project and it meets the general requirements of the video, so let's say, for instance, it needs to be a PSA about drunk driving. Don't do drunk driving. It needs to be 30 seconds. The video is okay. It's 30 seconds long or thereabouts. They're in level one. They, they have a call to action. They have kind of the general requirements of this video. If they turned it in on time, they got 100. If it's one day late, it's minus 11. Two days late, it's minus 22. Three days late, it's minus 33. And this ensures that your projects get turned in on time. Now, if there are extenuating circumstances to keep that student from turning it in on time, let's say the internet went down in your school. Okay, that happens. That does happen. Be fair about that. Um, but generally speaking, students will turn in their projects pretty much on time. And then you have the next task, which is literally watching those videos. If it's turned in on a form, to go and open up the form is very simple. And you literally copy the URL and then paste it into um, your browser and you can go to the video to watch it. This way you can watch a classroom's video without taking the time to take an SD card out, put a new SD card in, try to find the video. Now you're just going to the link. So in review, here's what I recommend to systemize your, your classroom. Number one is have a place for all of your assignments. 
uh, using Google Calendar allows you to have a visual pacing guide, if you will, for your administration. Your parents can see it, your administration can see it, your students can see it, industry can see it. Um, number two is have a way of accepting work. And number three, have a way of grading work. And there's your system for your classroom. And I hope that if you systemize your, your projects, that the rest will kind of fall into place. If you still need help on systemizing your class, please feel free to contact me through thevideoteacher.org. I can uh, answer all emails. And please do check out ahsvideo.com and uh, tell me what you think. And if you have specific questions, please don't hesitate to give me those questions. We'll address them on the next podcast. And until then, folks, it's your program. Run it like you own it.